Hello, and welcome back to Home at Last in Mass. This is the podcast in which we educate, empower, and inspire the first-time homebuyer in Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by Mass Housing, a quasi-governmental agency and the leader in affordable housing financing in Massachusetts. We've been providing home mortgage loans to people with modest incomes since the late 1970s, and these days we are working hard to help educate people about buying their first home. I'm your host, Eric Gedstad. This is Episode 12. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's a new year, and what a year we just had. Now, there are hundreds of podcasts out there that will take you back and revisit all the crazy stuff from 2020, and we're not one of them because we're about looking forward, and so are you. Coming up, we've got a guest on the program, Natasha Boy. She's a Mass Housing colleague who is frequently helping first-time homebuyers. Natasha is one of our home buying experts at Mass Housing who are ready to help guide you down the path to owning a home and building wealth for you and your family. Before we get to the interview with Natasha, let's take a look at a few key indicators in the Massachusetts residential real estate market. There is relatively low supply of housing on the market right now, which means prices are rising. Classic supply and demand at work here. When something is in short supply, the price goes up. Now, the latest stats on home sales that I found were from 2020. In December 2020, according to the Massachusetts Association of Realtors, the median price of a single-family home in Massachusetts was $479,000, and the median price for a condominium was $419,000. As for properties on the market, Well, in December 2020, there were only 3,487 single-family homes on the market. A year earlier, in 2019, there had been more than 10,000 single-family homes. For condos, in December 2020, there were 2,820 of them for sale, compared to a year earlier, in December of 2019, when there had been 3,670. So, with home buying, it is good to have the facts at hand. Inventory is low. Prices are on the rise. Nothing you can do to control that. But do not be daunted. From my own experience, let me tell you, there will never be a time when the price of a house or condo does not seem expensive. Today, the interest rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage loan, according to Freddie Mac, is 2.73%. If you don't know Freddie Mac, please Google them. They are a big, behind-the-scenes player in the mortgage lending world. And no... Freddie Mac is not one guy. It's an entire company. Anyway, 2.73% for a mortgage loan interest rate is very low. Historically low, in fact. I think the rate when I bought my first home was around 7%, and that was a great rate back then. Hey, back in the 1980s, interest rates were in the double digits, like 12%, maybe higher. The lower the interest rate, the lower your monthly payment. While prices are high, Low interest rates are taking some of the sting out of the high prices. Now, on to my interview with Natasha Boy, who is a relationship manager at Mass Housing and one of our in-house home buying experts. And remember, you can speak with one of our experts by calling us at 1-888-843-6432. That's 1-888-843-6432. Be sure to check out our website at masshousing.com as well. Hey, Natasha, great to see you. Welcome to Home at Last in Mass, the Mass Housing podcast. Great to see you. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Eric. It's my first podcast, and I'm excited to be your guest today. 
Fantastic. We are really glad to have you. You spend a lot of time with people who want to buy their first home. Tell us a little bit about what you do in those circumstances and what that's like and who comes to those classes. Thank you. Wonderful. So part of my responsibility as a relationship manager is working with consumers. And on any given week, I could be in front of about 200 participants twice a week. So what I do is I go on and tell them about the suite of products that we have and how they can take advantage of it. So as you know, Mass Housing, we are not a retail bank, so they wouldn't come to us directly for the mortgages. We work with over 150 lender partners across the Commonwealth. So they're the ones that will actually be helping the consumers with our products. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and it sounds like there has been a big spike in the number of people who want to take home buyer education courses, people doing them remotely. Share that with the listeners a little bit. What's, what's happening these days? Yeah, so we were talking about how interesting everything is now remote and virtual. And I was mentioning to you that typically our schedule kind of starts from February to take advantage of the spring market. And it goes on until sometime around September where, you know, everyone is getting their kids back to school. Winter is looming over rest. No one, no one wants to buy a house during the winter time. So it kind of goes down. Typically, it kind of slows down September through December for some funny reason. Of course, we know the reasons. We mentioned some of them. But the interest in first-time homebuyer classes has surged. I had a couple in, winter, um, in December that had over 72 participants. And typically it's about maybe five and it's not even unusual for these agencies to cancel classes because of lack of interest, but for maybe because of the um, low interest rate and the fact that people are wanting to really take advantage of the home buying opportunities, there is a surge in numbers. Interesting. Uh, so it's all virtual, obviously. And I take it you see people... Uh, at their kitchen table, uh, lying on the couch, uh, relaxing table, in bed. Yeah. I, be I bet you've seen it all. I've seen it all. People are comfortable to be in their jammies because think about it, before the pandemic, wherever you are, you will have to drive to a specific location, right? Um, find maybe a babysitter because these classes are usually in the evenings. Maybe skip dinner because you want to be able to reach these locations. But now you can be in the comfort of your home in your jammies, and I do see those. Literally see people in their jammies, on their bed. Oh, these are strange times. And despite the pandemic, people are buying houses. A lot of people are buying houses, right? Why, Why do you think that is? I think there is a level of uncertainty with what's going to happen. People that have been renting are eager to buy their own house because they don't want to have to face a landlord either going to increase their rent or maybe even evict them once this moratorium is lifted. So everybody wants, I think, a part of something that belongs to them that they can control themselves. Yeah, and that's really what so much of home ownership is, right? It's yes. it's being in control, feeling like you are uh, in charge of your own destiny and your living exactly. circumstances, right? Exactly. Uh, do you own your own home, Natasha? I do. I own a home in Roxbury, Massachusetts, so I'm very excited to be in this community is close to everything. Yeah, everything. So I love it. I've been thinking about moving, but another thing about the market right now is the lack of inventory. 
and it's like, where are you going to move to, basically, mm -hmm. right? So, so for now, I'm here. Well, tell us a little bit about what your first home buying experience was like. So when I first bought my house, so a little background about myself, I am an attorney. So after law school, a friend of mine that was opening a, a mortgage company with a husband wanted me to just help with some administrative work as we waited for our um, the bar exams results. And that was my first introduction into the field of mortgages. I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa, and there's nothing like financing a home. If you want to build a house, you build it one brick or block at a time. There's nothing like going to a bank and asking for financing. So the idea, and at that time, unfortunately, I didn't even know about mass housing. So my first one was not a mass housing loan, but the idea of having the opportunity to put as little as 5% down. It was mind blowing to me. I'm like, wait a minute, where have I been? I want to, I want a part of this. I want a part of this deal. If I told you, Natasha, that I wanted to buy a home this year, be closing on a home and, and moving in in August or September, what would your advice be to me? So my advice to you will be, so you want to make sure that your income documentation or you know how to get these information, because you'd be surprised. People will say, oh, I can't find my W-2 or I can't find my tax returns or whatever it is. So you would need that to be pre-approved. So I want to tell, I will tell you that you need to make sure you know how to get all these documentation. Now, if you haven't taken a first time home by a class, I will recommend you do that. There are many benefits of doing that. First of all, it's going to include, the curriculum is going to include attorneys or maybe a home inspector, um, an insurance agent, and even lenders. So it's an opportunity to have questions that you may have answered. You are gonna be with other people like yourself so, you know, it kind of gives you comfort knowing that you have other people facing what you were facing. So I would definitely recommend that you take first time home buyer class. Mm -hmm. After you do that, you can then be in touch with a lender that will help you with the pre-approval process before you start with your home search. Okay, great. And I want to take home buyer counseling or I'm going to go to masshousing.com. That's what I'm going to advise people to do. Yes. And they'll find a whole list of organizations that provide these classes all across the Commonwealth, correct? Yes, that is true. And whilst we're on masshousing.com, which is our consumer site, we have other resources. So you should take advantage of all the information. And I will also recommend that you sign up for our newsletter. One of the great things about mass housing is that we are always coming up with innovative and creative ways um, to help first time home buyers. So we, it may be that from now until August, we will come up with a new product or we will enhance one of our products. And you will be one of the first to know if you go ahead and uh, sign up for our newsletter. Okay, say I'm, I'm not ready to buy a home this year but I will really want to look to next year. Um, maybe I don't quite have a down payment together, but I'm pretty sure I might have it by next summer. What is the advice the same or is it a little different for someone who has a longer time frame? So the first couple of things I mentioned would be the same. You need to make sure you know how, where to find your documentation. 
Um, you need to take first time home buyer class just to know what your options are. And if you did that, I'm sure you would hear about mass housing and the incredible down payment assistance that we have. So you, if the only holdback is the down payment component of it, you may not need to wait till next year because you might qualify for our one of our down payment assistance and therefore have what you need to get started. Of course, it's always a good idea to have as much money stashed away for rainy day. So if that's part of your analysis and you want to wait till next year, you can. But definitely you want to get your ducks in a row, finding out how much you qualify for, because let's be honest, even though we have the down payment assistance, it may not be um, enough to cover the entirety of your down payment, depending on what you are buying, right? So you can say that I know I need $50,000, mass housing down payment assistance goes up to $25,000. So maybe I need an additional $25,000, depending on what I'm buying. Or you could say, oh, that's perfect because the house size I'm buying, I was going to buy this house for, or I'm pre-approved for this house for $300,000. So $15,000 is enough for my 5% down. And so that's all I need and I'm all set. Mm -hmm. Now, I also want to mention that we have different requirements depending on the property type. Okay. So if it is a single family or a condo, the mm -hmm. entire down payment can come from a mass house and down payment assistance when you qualify for that. Wow. But for multifamily, we usually need 3% of the borrower's own funds. So we need a little skin in the game. So if they are buying a multifamily, regardless of whether they qualify for our down payment assistance, they are also going to need at least 3% of their own funds towards the transaction. Okay, so say I wanted to buy a, a two-family house, I want to live in one half and rent out the other. Uh, I can't get all the down payment assistance from mass housing. I need at least 3% of the purchase price of my own money? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct, yeah. Good to know. Do a lot of people buy multifamily homes, you know, live in one, rent the other? They do. And it depends on the area. Of course, in Boston, there are a lot of multifamily. So depending on where town or city they're hoping to move to, it's not readily available. But and it's really a individual choice. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I usually caution people with is that it has to be what works for you and your family. Just because your neighbor or friend bought a multi, I mean, multi-family and it's working for them, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Are you the kind that really would be open to someone calling you 2 a.m. to tell you that their furnace broke? Uh, are you the one that's going to really have to go and shovel someone else's snow? Or, so basically, it has to work for you, basically. Yeah. But I think the idea of buying a property where the rent is helping you with your payment is very very attractive to many people but you have to really make sure that that is going to work for you and your family yeah yeah because you're taking on another job right you're Absolutely. being a you're being a landlord and uh if there's a, a leak at 2 a.m you you are getting the call natasha for first time buyers i think it's really hard to know what comes first in this whole process because there's so much to do right so uh i put myself in the in back in time when i bought my first place and I'm like, I don't know what to do when. Do I find the realtor first? Do I find a house? 
and then let the realtor who's selling the house give yeah. me advice? Uh, do I apply for a loan before or after I find the house in my dreams? It's confusing. What is, what is the order of events? That is really interesting. And I believe on masshousing.com, we have one of the documents on there that is called 10 steps to buying a home, yeah. which is very helpful. It's like, like a roadmap to what you need. And it kind of answers your question exactly. So basically you want to start by figuring out what you want to purchase. As we mentioned, is it going to be a single family or a multifamily? Now you want to visit masshousing.com and find out about our home buying education options. You take the first time home by a class. You are now armed with enough information. You know how much you, what you want to buy and where to go to buy. So then you can contact one of our lender partners that will help you with a pre-approval. Their analysis is going to include your income and your debt. Based on that, they will figure out at the amount you qualify for. Based on the amount you qualify for, now you can go and look for a realtor. The realtor is going to want to make sure that you are pre-approved. They don't want to waste your time or theirs. And of, of course, they'll also want to know how much or where to, where to help you with your search. Mm -hmm. So then you go ahead with the realtor, you find a house, then you contact the lender and they will help you start the process of the mass housing application. Can I just pick up the phone and call a lender and say, I'd like to get pre-approved, please? Is that weird? Or do people do that all the time? People do that all the time. And if you call them and said you wanted to get pre-approved, they will have some questions to ask you, basically. Have you already been pre-approved? Um, have you had your credit pulled? And then they would invite you to either come in. Well, now it probably won't be come in, but they will share information about where you can send your Yeah, so it gets, it gets done all the time by just calling randomly and finding out. Um, but once you know what mass housing has to offer, I'm pretty sure it's not just going to be a question of, can I get pre-approved? You also want to ask, do you offer mass housing loans? Mm -hmm. Because that's where, that's where you, you get the, the down payment assistance that I'm sure as a first time home buyer, you really want. Yeah. Great advice because you don't see mass housing branches in the neighborhood, right? Exactly. And, and it's, it can be confusing. Is mass housing a lender or are you not a lender? Exactly. So go to our website, find our lending partners, contact them. And if you do that, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you start with the people we already work with, chances are good. They're going to help you get a mass housing loan if you qualify for one. Absolutely. And now what we have done in terms of listing our lenders is that we also have a list of those that do a number of loans with mass housing. No two lenders are made equal, right? So there are some that have done a lot of mass housing. So they know the ins and outs of mass housing. They're familiar and they catch themselves up to speed in terms of any changes or updates that we have. So if I were a first time home buyer and I visit the website, I'm going to look at the list that shows the individual, which are the loan officers that have done 80 loans with mass sales and 60 loans with mass sales. And, and the great thing is that we also do identify the loan officers that speak a second language. Great. Right? great. So as a consumer, that's very, if that's important to you, you have the option of finding someone that you have something in common with that you think will be able to articulate better what you need. 
Natasha, what do you think are the most common mistakes first-time buyers make and how can they avoid them? So I think one of the mistakes I've already mentioned is where you are trying to force yourself into your property type where you know you should get a single family because they, but the idea of getting help with a multifamily is what draws you to it. You have to be very careful because once you buy the house, you own it. And you may not be prepared for what comes with that responsibility. Um, another related issue is when a borrower buys more, it becomes more of an emotional purchase than what is commonsensical or realistic. So you are going to need to be pre-approved, but there are times when a borrower wants to push the envelope. A loan officer has told you that Based on your income and your debt, you qualify for only a purchase price of 300000 But you start going on the internet and you see a house for 400000 that you fall in love with. You must have this house. You must have this house. And you're pushing and trying to convince yourself that you will be able to get this house. This is when you tell yourself, I will get a second job. I will stop eating breakfast. Like <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm going to make sure that, and that is not the right thing to do. What a lot of first-time home buyers or borrowers in general don't understand is that if you think about it, the pre-approval that you are getting is based on your uh, gross income, which we don't see. Nobody sees your gross income, right? You see your net income, your take-home, take-away or take-home money is the net income. But that is not what you are approved with. The bank is or the lender is approving you based on your gross income. So right away, you're already in the deficit. So mm -hmm. if you are not cautious or conscientious about making sure that you don't buy or look at something beyond what you are approved for, you may be walking yourself into a big, big, big issue. So that is the one advice I will give a, a, a borrower. Make sure that you listen to the expert. They've told you this is what you qualify for. Try to get something within your means. Oh, such good advice. And that bit about gross income versus net income is so important. And I feel like that's such an eye-opener to yeah. so many people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, that's that's fantastic advice. Great. Thank you. Great. Any last words of advice for home buyers out there, whether it's they want to buy during a pandemic and they're nervous or it's just... I don't know if I can do this or I'm confused. What uh, motivation or inspiration might you offer them? So the word of advice I'll give to them is don't fret. It may seem daunting, but millions of people do it every year. If you're listening to this podcast, you're actually doing better because now you know what to do and what not to do. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you should definitely visit masshousing.com. We actually do feature stories of people that once upon a time were in your shoes and their success stories about them being able to purchase a home. So those things will motivate you and, and, and can encourage you. Um, another question, another point is ask questions. If you have any doubts or if you have any question working with either the realtor or the loan officer, ask questions. The good ones will be patient with you and will answer your questions. If you find someone that is not responsive, but you know, or it seems like they don't have the answers for you, you can move on. But 
And like I said, because Mass Housing is a one-stop shop, if you have a Mass Housing application, you are almost certain that things will work out for you. Fantastic. Don't fret. Go to masshousing.com. Ask questions. This is uh, sage advice from someone who's uh, done this a lot and met an yeah. awful lot of people who've been through the process. Natasha, Absolutely. so so great to talk to you. I'm motivated and inspired myself today. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Eric. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. Like I said, it was my first experience and it was a joy to speak with you. Now for some final motivation. Have you heard the proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step? That's what the home buying process is, really, a series of steps. If you feel overwhelmed by the process, try not to think of the entire process at once. Just break it down to one step at a time and focus only on that step. We've broken down those steps for you on MassHousing.com, so we hope that makes it a little easier. Remember, thousands of people are buying homes in Massachusetts every year, no matter whether the market is up, down, or sideways. There will never be a perfect time to buy. There will always be something that might make you pause. But proceed forward. If now is not the right time, so be it. Tomorrow, it will be the right time. So good luck. Stay safe and stay positive. Your house or condo is out there somewhere. It's only a matter of time until your name is on the mailbox. Mm-hmm.